0: On this show of St. Louis in Tune, Jordan Gonzalez is here. He's the owner and founder of Big Fitness. What do we do to stay healthy and keep healthy? Well, greetings listeners in listener land. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, Finance, food, government, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. We originate from and connect the Gateway City to what is happening regionally, nationally, and internationally.
1: Mm -hmm. Can you put that in alphabetical order sometime, that list? It is. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Really? <laughs> it is. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. I did it that way on purpose. It, isn't it or, is an alphabetical order. Okay. Yes, it is an alphabetical order. I'll take note of that next time, make sure. I should have put weather down there. Yeah, why didn't you put weather in there? Yeah. We do talk about weather once you in know, a while. For, for
0: the humor section, I was looking up jokes. It's hot. How hot is it? Oh. <laughs> they were horrible answers. They were horrible answers. Really? Not, nothing it's good? It's not even worth going down that road.
1: Not even good. Okay. No, it That's wasn't too bad. Good.
0: That's too bad. But what is good is our return to civility. All right. Kids are going back to school. Mm-hmm. And this starts way before they go back to school. Teach your children to speak respectfully to others. Help them understand the difference between being cute and being annoying. The simplest way to teach this is
1: to model it. Now, some adults need to learn that. Not be annoying? Is that what you're trying to say? That's correct. I talked to a couple adults today that were annoying. I just want to go on record. <laughs> I think and, people since the, the pandemic have been more annoying or annoyed
0: or just in a state of... Perturbness. Yeah, yeah. Yes, there's your word for is the there day. There suggest- Perturb- is a good, good word. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> perturbness, I know. The constant state of being perturbed. Yes, I know. They're, no, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Unfortunately, I do. You don't want to honk your horn? Someone might get out the car and shoot you <laughs> oh god i know that's well, so
0: true that is so, so true like, man I know, it
2: especially like riding around on my bike i'm out on my bike and i feel like when i'm riding out there it's not like people don't see you it's people see you and they try to hit you it's,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, and, and he's on a motorbike it's <laughs> yeah. not he's not right. talking about a pedal bike no. he's yeah. on a motorbike yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That was Jordan Gonzalez. Jordan is the owner and founder of Big Fitness. He's a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Welcome to St. Louis in tune, Jordan. Hey, thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. I'm going to get into what is a certified strength and conditioning specialist, but give us a little bit of your background. I know you're from the Chicagoland area.
2: Yeah, so I've been involved in sports and fitness my whole life, like starting since I was just in second grade, playing football and really any sport, but we were playing out in the yard, we were playing anything. We would come up with a game and went all the way to... I played football in high school and college. I played rugby in college. And then after college, I played at Western Illinois University. I actually went there to be a strength and conditioning coach for athletics and trained more athletes. But in that time, I became a personal trainer at the recreation center there. And then I, I was shadowing all the teams that were going through strength and conditioning programs. I was just kind of shadowing all of the teams. And I realized that I was able to have a lot more impact on the general population, like personal training sessions with professors, lawyers, doctors, whoever was there, than I could with athletes. Don't get me wrong, I was like happy to, and it was good fun to train the athletes, but I had a lot more impact on the actual, in the people that were just looking for general strengths. After college, I didn't continue with schooling. I was Mm going to get a master's degree and then continue to train that way. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to open up my own gym or I'm going to start personal training, one of the two. So I started personal training there. I got done, I did an internship up in Chicago within like the corporate fitness realm to figure out like what it was to run a gym and see what the whole fitness world was like. I got a really good internship with Midtown Health. It's like the second biggest corporate fitness provider on the McDonald's corporate campus in Oak Brook. And that was a good step in the door. They offered me a really good position there to continue, but but I decided to turn that down so that I could get more into what is it to start my own gym as opposed to just get a position because I really wanted to. And I don't exactly know what was causing this, but I wrote down in my first ever business card as a personal trainer, I wrote down own my own gym, and why I wrote that I don't know, but I kept that stayed in my wallet for a long time. And every time I opened my wallet, it was there. It was like reminder. It was like a reminder. Every time I opened my wallet to use money, become a fitness business owner, and that was guiding a lot of my decisions. Mm -hmm. It was like man, I got one little thing that I wrote on a random card right. that just keeps bringing my attention back to this because I was listening to a book going back and forth from that internship and it just had it was talking about entrepreneurialism and and so I wrote that down on my business card and I didn't know what, really why I did that I just did it it was just write that down as a goal and I guess that every time I opened it up and that guided a lot of my a mm-hmm. lot of my behaviors mm-hmm. and it like subconsciously oh yeah and <sighs> Look, where we are yeah. <laughs> I own a gym I'm 30 years old done it for 4 years we're about to double up our size we have wow. 5 personal trainers and I just keep using those simple behavioral tactics not only to help myself improve but to help people actually make real difference in their life where I think I think a lot of people think it's the right fitness plan and it's the right workouts and exercises and all of this stuff the right supplements X Y and Z what's the mm-hmm. new superfood all this stuff and it's not that I'm going to tell you right now I could give you all the facts in the world that you already know, and it's going to get you nowhere. You'll be like, oh, you're so right. I'm not drinking enough water. I'm not eating enough fresh food. I'm not exercising mm-hmm. enough. And I and so in any case, it, there's a lot more to it than that, and then it's a lot more simple than you think, but mm-hmm. it's also a lot harder than you think. So yeah. it's simple, not easy. It's a good way to put it. Yeah,
0: Because yeah. c- yeah. let's talk about that. By the way, folks, Riverfront Times Best of St. Louis Award winner, the best gym. In St. Louis 2021 and 2022, big award, yeah, on the website. You say three major things that are required to truly achieve your fitness goals, strong mindset, clear purpose, and consistent action. Unpack each one of those for us. Yeah.
2: So in any case, if you want to be successful in anything, you have to get really clear on what that is. I've been a trainer for 11 years, a personal trainer for 11 years, And you get a lot of people come in and they have this general idea that they want to get healthier, right? So it's, I want to be healthier. I want to live a better quality of life. I want to be happy. They have these very general things. And what I find is that there's no real clarity to it. There's no specific clarity to what it is. It's a very general goal. So you have to get really hyper clear on that. And the more clear we can get, the more intentional we can be. Now we can track it. And if we can track it, we can figure out what the actual issues are that are causing to not actually reach it, like barrier to action. So clarity is first. And that's and that's like, what are the things that are going to guide you? Like core values, mission, purpose, vision, those kind of things. And so like when somebody comes in and they don't have like a clear idea, they're just like, I'd like to be generally more, more healthy was like that can be a lot of things right that can be mentally healthy socially healthy physically healthy there are so many different areas so we got to be like what exactly does this mean and they might not know what that means and, and more often than not and just working with people is that they don't know what that what exactly it is that they mean so the first thing I can do is we need to get a vision down and we need to get core values down and we need to get a mission down most right. people aren't writing these things down No. So I say something like this, I say, before I have any idea of how to help you improve your life, we have to know what your life is. And if you don't know what your life is, I definitely don't. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm just this guy in his gym. And so first things first, anybody who's listening to this, if you think that is stupid and that is like not worth your time to come up with what your core values are, it is the most powerful thing you can do. And core values are just these things that help guide your day-to-day actions. And these are so powerful. I cannot understate this in any way, shape or form. Like, I think the most powerful thing that you can do right now if you feel lost in life is to write down 50 words that resonate with you and like what you find to be the most value in this world, and then condense them to six words and then write them down somewhere, where you see them every day. For example, your health is important to you, good. Your family's important to you, good. Money's important to you, good. All these things are important to you. You have a lot of things that are important to you, but when everything's important, nothing's important. You have a lot of values, yeah, and you're like, that's definitely valuable to me. I definitely want that. Then why don't you do it? Because something else that's more valuable than that, that you weren't aware of, comes into- Takes the place. Into place, and then sometimes something that's valuable to you, but not more valuable also takes that also distracts you so it's not that all these things aren't valuable but it's like there's these barrier to actions there's these barriers in your life these things that come up that distract you that stop you from moving in the direction that you want to move and so I can't help you unless you're clear on those things. When those things end up coming up in your life, like, hey, you need to drink more water because it's going to be better for you. Okay, good to go. What's more important is that you want to be healthy for your grandkids and that Mm -hmm. you want to be alive for your grandkids and that you want to be able to play with your grandkids or that you want to have your own kids or you want to have, x y and z those things are more important to you than water but if you're not clear on that's the reason why you're going to get water it's going to be hard for you to actually drink it because it's annoying to drink enough water that's exactly right but then you have something americans i'm only going to speak for american adults but then you have something like 76 percent of u.s adults chronically dehydrated with clear fresh water coming right out of their sink and that's the number one thing you can do three out of four people not drinking enough water when that can be profoundly healthy for your life it's like you would drink more fresh water if you were clear on why you're trying to, be get, to get more healthy. So the first thing is clarity. I'm this gonna make a this a little, little easier yeah. here. Clarity first, and then discipline, and then focus. We can go like that. So clarity first, once you get real clear on your vision and why you're doing the things you, you're trying to do, now you've got to be disciplined, and this is action. Once you know the thing that you're clear on, break it down to this, for example. Right now I'm training for a Ironman. Okay, so I'm clear on the goal. I'm clear on why I want to do the goal. So a lot of people think it's crazy. So triathlon actually I did two hours of training right before this. I got one hour after this. Wow. That's why I was okay on the bike today, because I was like already on the bike for the bicycle for two hours. But why put yourself through all that? I'm a gym owner and I have five employees and I'm going to need more employees and I want them to inspire their clients. And so the reason for doing all this crazy stuff is that they will be inspired through action. They'll mirror the behavior. I can tell you, hey, you're going to have to lead by exact, e- example. example. But if mm-hmm. I'm not doing these things, then those words don't mean anything. And so you guys actually said this earlier, which I think is awesome, is that like, I don't know anything about raising children, but my guess is that your children are just a spitting image of you and your behaviors. And so if your kids are acting yeah. up, it's because you're probably acting up. And so like, I'm not going to speak out of turn. I don't know. No, that's yet. pretty true. <laughs> <laughs> I would say yes, yeah, no, you it. so you're the like, You're going to be a great dad. You're, like, mad that they're freaking out, but then you're freaking out at home. Right. It's like yeah. that kind of thing. But in any case, I, I do the same thing with my employees. If I want them to do the best for their clients, then they better see me doing the best for them right. and the best for my clients. So, like, I want to be that mutant that does all this crazy stuff, and they'll be like, man, like, that, how does that guy do it? And also, if he can do it, I can do it. And then we can treat all of our clients and everything like this. So that's why I do it. Why do you run a hundred miles? Why do you do triathlons? Why do you do all this crazy stuff? That's why I find a lot of fulfillment in that I see it inspire people around me to do. If your triathlon, if your Ironman is getting enough water, eating fresher food, being more active, and that brings quality to your life, then that's your Ironman. Good to go. Then get after it because you can see that I'm getting after mine. And instead of me just being like at the gym, like like Arnold, get your water, Arnold. You better be getting that water. And then I'm not getting it myself. You're just, yeah. What are you talking about? You don't even drink water. You know what I mean?
0: This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis Tune, and I'm drinking a lot of water. Today, uh, by the way. I'm not drinking enough. I can tell you right now. I need to drink more. And we're talking to Jordan Gonzalez. He's owner and founder of Big Fitness. We've been talking about three things that are really important. One is clarity, discipline, and we're going to get into focus. You were talking about how you as an owner, you have to be an example to others, to those who work with you, and also those who train with you, but also how does an individual become self-disciplined to follow through with the things that they need? On their
2: things. The only way you're ever going to do any of these crazy, this crazy Ironman thing is to break it down into a very granular, executable plan. For all of us who don't know, it's two miles of swimming, it's 114 miles of biking, and then it's 26 miles of running. I'm going to try to do that under 11 hours. So how do you unpack that? Okay. Wow. So you unpack that first. How long am I going to train? What are the months going to look like? What are the weeks going to look like? What's the nutrition on the day to day going to look like all the way down to how many carbs per hour? How many ounces of water per hour, per minute, per mile, all the way down to that? You get that plan all the way granularized. You start working that plan. That's clarity. Clarity is to really get that plan as granular as you can. And I know it's if you need to start as simple as possible, but I'm just saying, if you want to do a triathlon, it's going to be as granular as possible. And you're going to be more likely to execute if you have day, date, time, and location on every single thing you're doing. It's going to three X your ability to execute. So we talk about action. So how do you act on this crazy thing? This crazy clear goal that you have is you have to get the plan down and make it real simple. There was a study out of the British Journal of Behavioral Psychology, and I'll just do this real quick. It took three groups, and it was like, how can we get somebody to actually execute on thirty minutes of exercise one day a week over the period of about six months? And they took three groups, and one group was just the goal group. So, like, they just had the goal. It's like, all right, Arnold, you're gonna work out one day, thirty minutes a week. Go get after it. it, and then we'll me- and we'll just see, how we'll just see it. how you do, how mm-hmm. well you do it. That's it. Okay, good to go. The second group was the motivation group. The motivation group, they got the goal just like you did, but now they're getting weekly motivation showing like the benefits of exercise and basically everything you get on social media. Eat healthy. Get after it. Work out. Look at my muscles. The third group was the intention group. The intention group, they're going to get the goal, they're going to get the motivation, but they're also going to... Be forced to have a day, date, time, and location down. So I am going to work out for 30 minutes on Wednesday at 3 p.m. at Big Fitness with Jordan. Good to go, right? Mm -hmm. Every week. Specific. Very specific, right. right. Got the plan down. So then we see over the period of six months who was the most compliant with that. So you get the group one goal group. This is where most people preside. 30%. Got 30 minutes once a week. But 30% hit that. Good to go. So then you have your second group, which was the motivation group. Got the goal and the motivation, about 33%, not much more. And then the intention group, 95% compliancy on that. 3 xing the compliancy in that behavior. And so it's clear that writing down and getting super specific on that goal makes it real for you. And so this is why we do this at the gym. We do this at the gym. We sit down with you in AGS and we go, look we can get real clear on your goal for example real clear on your goal is like somebody comes in they want to lose weight Mm -hmm. that's not clear let's say it's a female 30 and she's getting married she wants to look good in her dress that's her goal getting losing weight's not a goal so we need to get actually get what the real goal and purpose is and we need to have that all down so that's that and you can be emotionally ready to go with that but until we we turn that into if you want to look good in your dress, that looks like three days a week in the gym at 60 minutes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 4 right. p.m. Like until we do that, it's going to be hard for me to know for a fact. So what we automate as personal trainers is just, hey, you're going to be with me Monday, Wednesday, Friday at this time. And that will pretty much automate your consistency, right. which then moves in, into the ne- that next part. So action is be clear. Get the plan down. Work the plan, by the way, also. If the plan's not working in a week, give it another week. If it's not working in two weeks, change the plan. No. Keep the plan. Because mm. what I find is this. Nobody really knows if their plan works or doesn't work. Because they never finish the plan.
1: Uh-huh. Like,
2: hey, I'm going to do this thing. Let's, it takes you 12 years to become physically unfit. Okay? Because like you've st- you've been sedentary. You've been drinking alcohol. Really? really? Let's oh, just yeah. say.
1: Really? 12 years? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. It's-
2: Let's just say
1: say. Example I'm in real trouble
2: (laughs) Let's just say You haven't been working out You haven't been doing None of this stuff And now you're like You know what Something happens Your doctor says Look You gotta start doing More physical fitness I get a lot of this The the doctor goes Hey You need to go Get some fitness in Because you're at High risk of heart attack In the next 10 years let's say You get like Something like that From your doctor Okay That's a bit of Traumatic news Enough for you To go act Because the pain of not acting is greater than the pain of acting. It has to be greater. Now I'm acting, right? I don't wanna die. You show up to me and you're like, I need this done, I need this done in 30 days. Or something. We're not going to be able to get you to reverse this thing in 30 days. You know what I'm saying? Like, that took 12 years. It took 12 years right. for you to get unfit. You have to not think that this thing is going to work for you in the next week or two weeks. You have to get that totally out of your mind. And if it's not working for you in one or two weeks, or even a month or two months, huh. you can't stop that plan. If you do a six month plan, see the six month plan through. Mm-hmm. And if it d- didn't work, good to go it's going to work it's going to bring you a long way and if it doesn't work you're a lot further than you were at two weeks of not doing it because you know exactly what that six months of doing that stuff consistently brought you now you replan and then you work that plan to its entirety you never knew if that plan worked or not because you stopped it because you didn't see results quick enough when the results were going to take six months and so with never seeing the result of that actual plan, you have started a lot of different plans. You've wrote them off that they don't work, but you've never actually worked the full plan. Mm. So don't change your plan. Come up with a plan six months, follow it whether it's working or not. Get that out of your mind. Yeah. Just execute consistency. I'm not saying that consistency will get you to where you're to winning, but consistency will give you the learning that will allow you to re-weaponize the learning. We'll give you the tools. We'll give you the gear, the mental gear. The personal discipline. That will be required. This is exactly right. That will be required that when you do get the plan that works, like you'll know how to actually do it. There is absolutely no losing and staying disciplined to a plan that you come up with for six months. There's absolutely no losing. Do not stop
0: the plan. I call this the pulse. We're going to take a quick break. Go ahead. And we'll come back to the pulse because it's very important because I see some similarities between anything else in life. Like. Practicing an instrument or learning a content area like math or science or things like that. We'll come back and catch the pulse of that. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis in Tune. We're talking to Jordan Gonzalez, owner and founder of Big Fitness. We'll be right back after this. This is Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in Tune on behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation. In 1857, the Dred Scott decision was a major legal event and catalyst that contributed to the Civil War. The decision declared that Dred Scott could not be free because he was not a citizen. The 14th Amendment also called the Dred Scott Amendment, granted citizenship to all born or naturalized here in our country and was intended to overturn the US Supreme Court decision on July 9, 1868. The Dred Scott Heritage Foundation is requesting a commemorative stamp to be issued from the US Postal Service to recognize and remember the heritage of this amendment by issuing a stamp with the likeness of the man Dred Scott. But we need your support and the support of thousands of people who would like to see this happen. To achieve this goal, we ask you to download, sign, and share the one-page petition with others. To find the petition, please go to dredscottlives.org and click on the Dred Scott Petition Drive on the right side of the page. On behalf
1: of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation, this has been Arnold Stricker of St. Louis In Tune. St. Louis In Tune strives to bring you informative, useful, and reflective stories. And interviews about current and historic issues and events that involve people, places, and things. Our topics cover a wide range, such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and even sports. And that's just to name a few. While St. Louis in Tune originates from the Gateway City and covers local topics, we connect to what is going on nationally as well. If you enjoy what you hear, please take time and and share and subscribe to this show and listen to other previous shows that can be found on our website stlintune.com that's stlintune.com or on your favorite podcast platform that's stlintune.com stlintune.com and if you've got an idea that you'd like for us to examine a little deeper, let us know by dropping us a note at stlintune at gmail.com. That's stlintune at gmail.com. St. Louis in Tune. Heard Monday through Friday on the usradionetwork.com and many great radio stations around the U.S. and, of course, right here in St. Louis. Our website, again, is STL. Intune.com. we want to hear from you stlintune.com
0: welcome back to st louis in tune this is arnold stricker with mark langston we're having a conversation with jordan gonzalez he's owner and founder of big fitness he's a certified strength and conditioning specialist also a certified personal trainer usa weightlifting level one coach and he's had 11 years of personal training experience we were talking before the break We talked about clarity, discipline, focus, and you were gonna get into the pulse. And define what that pulse is. Okay, the pulse, and this is probably one of the most important things
2: for all of you listening in. If there's something you're trying to bring into your life, you're trying to become something, y- y- you want to be the world's best knitter, let's say, or you're trying to ride the bicycle, whatever it is you're trying to bring into your life. I don't know why those two are the examples. <laughs> okay. look, it, Whatever your mind desires, you're not a thing right now and you want to become it. Ah. You have to bring it into your life and what you currently are is not that thing, so you identify with not being that. And in fitness, and I'm getting back to the pulse here, in fitness, it's very much is I am going to become fit, so I'm going to do this thing that I hate doing, and then at the end of it, this end point, I'm going to go back to living how I was doing before once I reach my goal. And I'll be fit,
0: but then I'll regress. Yeah,
2: that is as far away from anything that will be true for you in your fitness journey if you're trying to become fit and more healthy because you're in that process of doing this thing that you quote unquote hate. Hate. You, You are not identifying with being a fit person. You're identifying with somebody who hates the thing that is going to be required for you to maintain a high level of fitness you keep yourself separated from ever actually reaching that goal so what do we do? How do we bring this thing to life for you? We have to give it a heartbeat and it has to be consistent. Let's bring it to where I brought this up, the guitar Okay, this is where I created the pulse in my mind for how I help people in fitness and it didn't have to do with fitness, it had to do with learning the guitar.
0: And so to give our listeners a little bit of understanding off air we were talking about being a musician which I'm a musician and practicing an instrument and getting to a certain level of performance or competence, how you do that. And then you brought up about the guitar.
2: Yeah. So the pulse, when I was in college, I was playing college football. I lived in a party house. I had two wild roommates. And when I was in football, no alcohol at all. And so I had to discipline myself and keep myself away from it. And so what I did was I bought this old like $100 Johnson acoustic guitar, and I'm going to learn how to play the guitar. I'm going to be up in my room, and I'm going to do it every single night. I'm going to play for at least an hour every
1: night. Now That's because playing a guitar is your chick magnet. You yeah, chick yeah, magnet. right. <laughs> That's exactly. Okay, just want to get that out there. That, yeah. Okay, we, that's just,
2: exactly right, and I think that's very true. <laughs> that's too. exactly
1: right. He says. <laughs> <I think> that's <laughs> it is true. Yeah,
2: you bring that thing out, and man. the
1: girls like you.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> there's no doubt. Da- if you have long Fabio hair, yeah, it works it's yeah, it's even better.
1: better <laughs> I know you could be ugly and still, if you have a guitar, that's it.
2: Yeah, there were motivations. There were motivations. There. <laughs> okay, sorry.
1: I had to take that. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Already. Um, so I'm up in my room, and I realize immediately this is going to be really hard to play an uh, hour because I pick up the guitar, and it, my fingers hurt in the first mm-hmm. five minutes. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't know how to strum. I don't know how to do anything with this guitar, and I'm like, oh, man. And I get into the, what's called the Valley Despair. I might, won't go into that later, but the Valley Despair is, oh, this thing is impossible. I can't do it. So maybe a week goes by, and I'm like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna do this thing, and I'm going to use this thing to help me be distracted mm-hmm. from everything that's going on downstairs and i'm gonna stay up in my room and learn this guitar so i came up with this thing every day i'm just gonna pick it up i'm just gonna pick it up every single day i'm gonna pick it up 8 p.m when i'm done with everything i'm gonna pick it up every day and so i would go upstairs and i'd pick it up and i would suck and i would (laughs) really i'd be really annoyed and i'd be like man and i would just keep telling myself you know what i'm just gonna keep picking it up as long as i pick it up and i'll just i'll just play until my fingers bleed i'll just play i'll just i don't know YouTube something, I'll play the same thing over and over, I'm gonna suck bad. Cause I'm gonna tell you right now, if you start trying to play guitar in college, no one's gonna wanna hear you for an, a year at least. So <laughs> you're just gonna pick it up and pick it up to be bad. But what I found was the more and more that I picked it up at that time, I didn't really think I will create a pulse of this thing. Every time I picked it up, I got a little bit more and a yep. little bit more and the barrier to action i didn't need to play a certain amount of time i didn't need to play a certain song i just needed to pick it up that was all sometimes i would pick it up and i'd do a couple notes and i'd be like i'm not into it today but i picked it up like i showed up to it and i didn't have any concept of what was happening here every day though i would pick it up and i kept doing that and i did that for about six months and in six months I was playing the guitar for like an hour and a half, two hours by myself. I'm just gonna keep picking it up, Mm -hmm. just keep picking up, and now I can play the guitar. But as I was picking up, people started seeing me, people started coming upstairs to see me playing the guitar. I wasn't a musician. When I was in high school, I was in a heavy metal band, which was awesome. Uh, It was called Can You See Us Now? We have a song called Call Me King on YouTube if anyone wants to check it out. That was when I was a sophomore in high school, so it's really funny. Um, I'm the vocalist there. Qu- any case <laughs> that's, that's like long time Thanks ago for the warning. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that, that okay. was a good time uh, yeah. any case i started to identify with and people started being like you play guitar and i'm like this is interesting because now i started to identify with i'm a guitar player right? because i kept picking it up and really down deep i was like i suck at the guitar but people are like oh you play the guitar you're a right. guitar player and right. i'm like oh you're right i am a guitar player i've shifted my mindset what this can do for you is so important it's like the most powerful thing if you have anything that's living it has a heartbeat it has a pulse and so if you want to be fit just show up to a gym or show up to a place to work out just show up no amount of time i don't care if you do one body squat do one body squat good to go do one body squat at 1 p.m at the same place every single day Don't even do body squat, just show up to it with the intention. Put your workout clothes on and just show up to it every single day. And eventually it'll be one body squat, two body squats, three body squats, four body squats, five body squats, six body squats. It's like eventually every day you get a heartbeat. And every day that heartbeat starts to pump that blood into that thing that you're trying to become. And then you get a heartbeat enough and consistent enough to support life. And then with that, life becomes the thing that you're trying to be. And then your friends start calling you the fit friend. Then they start wondering why you're not eating donuts. So you stop eating the donuts because you're the fit friend. And you're like ordering that good stuff because you're the fit friend. Because you're showing up. Beat, 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 beat. I'm the fit friend. Now, <laughs> now. Now. Because you kept just showing up to this thing, whether it was good, whether it was bad, whether it was a good workout, a bad workout, whether you were eating kale salads, whether you were doing the protein shake or this weird fitness program that your latest Instagram influencer says you should be doing, you actually now identify with I'm the fit friend and so your behaviors follow. Mm -hmm. And that puts you into certain groups. If I'm the fit friend, then I do fit friend stuff. And fit friend stuff is I go to the gym, I meet new people that I wasn't dealing with before. I start to get into new environments because you just kept showing up not because you did great workouts not because you lost a million pounds not because you're a 30-day overnight before and after picture that's on instagram or facebook all this stuff that guys is trying to sell you on some weird supplement program and all that stuff and some of the stuff works i'm not even saying anything bad about that i'm just saying look here's the gig is that you have to identify with i am that thing today Not seven months down the road, not two years. How long is it going to take you to reverse 12 years of sitting around doing nothing? A lot longer than 30 days. Get that out of your head. Yeah. Six months a year.
0: That is so critical for change to be made. And it makes me wonder when you got your bachelor's degree and when you were doing all this stuff, a lot of times they're going to teach you the body, the physiology of the body and muscle movements. And these are exercises you do for this muscle group and you do this for this. But what you're describing to me and in what we've been doing, it is this mental process of clarity, discipline, focus, this pulse, Mm. and just show up. That was a great example. Just show up. Just be there. Because so many times, oh, I'm too tired. I'm not going to go. And then it becomes an excuse Mm. of why you don't do it rather than why you do it. How do you kill something? You stop its heartbeat. Yeah. If your heartbeat is your consistency
2: in showing up to something, mm-hmm. then when you don't show up, you don't get the pulse. And if you don't get the pulse, maybe one day you don't show up. Hey, look, here's the thing about if you guys know anything about like these QRS waves, these beats. Every once in a while, you might have a heartbeat that doesn't go. Maybe once every four, especially if you're doing like intense exercise, like once every four, you might lose a heartbeat. Not going to die if every fourth heartbeat doesn't go, right? Mm. It's not going to kill you. So if I'm trying to do this every day, but I missed a day one day, no big deal. Because if you could miss every fourth heartbeat for a while before you would even notice. You're hitting that seventy five percent, eighty percent. so like you're still good, you still at least have consciousness, right in that thing. you still have life in that thing. right. But if you start missing three or four, we're not getting that blood to the brain, right. And so you're going to kill that thing you're trying to become because you're not consistent. So consistency is key is not a cliche. It is the price of doing business when you're talking about bringing something to life. and eventually it will become easy. But up front, I always say this when it comes to doing this, at first you'll have to willpower it. This is critically important for when you're trying to change any kind of behavior is that your energy is far better spent changing your environment Mm -hmm. than to try and force yourself to do something in a specific environment. Let me give you an example. Yes, please do. Let's say that you, every morning, you wake up in the same bed. You go down the stairs the same way. You go in the bathroom. You come out of the bathroom. You do the same thing in the kitchen. You have your routine in the morning. If somebody gets involved in your routine, you want to kill them.
1: (laughs) At least hurt them bad. Exactly. (laughs) You want to
2: let them know, don't get in my routine. But then you get in your car. And because we're very addicted to our routines, there's so much sensory information coming in your brain on a regular basis that your prefrontal cortex is just like the filter.
1: It's almost like a trigger, Jordan, isn't it? Yeah, this is exactly right. Yeah. When I quit smoking, they suggested that. They said, when you get on the highway, you'll light up a cigarette. Yeah. There's things you get, when you get out of the shower, you'll light up a cigarette. So they suggested change the way that you do things. Go to work a different way. Don't take the shower first. Take it last or something. Mm -hmm. Go ahead.
2: This is exactly right. And I was going to relate it to fitness. But if you go to the same gas station, you get a donut and a drink. QT knows this. If you go to a QT gas station, they have everything exactly the same way because if you went to a different QT and it wasn't exactly the same way, you were going to stop going to that QT. You will stop doing that. They go hard on that. They try their best. And so you need to not go by that QT and try to force yourself to not go. You need to take a different route to work, even if it's like taking just the other way. There are two ways. Maybe you go two ways. And when you go the other way, every once in a while, you feel like you're free and yeah. I think people do this yeah do that that's your main route now yeah and then watch yourself now you're not going by that QT you don't have that trigger yep. so all of your environments right now you're addicted to certain things to happen addicted to it because it's easy for you your brain doesn't have to predict your brain doesn't like to predict things that are going to happen for example, if you're in a place that you're not used to, if you go to, on vacation and it's a place you're not used to vacationing, you're looking around for things that look familiar mm-hmm. to you. That bar looks kind of like the bar that I like to go to um, at my house. Like th- They're going to have food there that I like because it looks like the thing that I'm used to. And mm-hmm. these places know this. Like Places like Destin, Florida, they're going to have places that are going <clears> to <throat> feel just like places in the Midwest because they know that people from the Midwest are going to Destin, Florida, and they're looking for places that feel just like the places they're addicted to back home. So if it's like new and different, less money for you. And so because they know they're gaming the brain. In any case, you have to be aware of this. And so changing your environment is going to be the most powerful thing. You're also rewarded in different environments. So if I'm in an environment full of people, this is really important as well. You guys are acting a little bit differently because I'm in here. We've all gotten to know how we all are. Uh, but if somebody else came in here who you two have known for like 20 years, you will immediately start acting differently based on them being mm, now introduced to dynamic the environment. Exchange. And it will happen subconsciously. I'll notice it. You won't notice it because I'm new to the environment. Mm-hmm. Our environments are powerful to the words we use. There are certain people that you use certain words with. There are certain weird things. Just things. You're mirroring each other and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And just adding one person completely changed the dynamic of that environment. Mm-hmm. They say you're the sum of the top five people you hang out with. It cannot be more true. If you're hanging out with four people on a regular basis, you spend most of your time with them and they discourage you working out because they think it's quote unquote stupid, Yeah, then you're not going to be rewarded for trying to become healthy. You're going to be discouraged from that. Yep. What are you doing, Arnold? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> it's time to go drink beer and have yeah. a burger. Come on, Arnold. And you're, yeah. and you're like, no, I'm working out now. What are you talking about, <laughs> Arnold? Yeah. This is weird. Dude, at your age, Arnold, what are you doing? By the way, Arnold is super strong. You guys, this dude was super impressive. He comes in and just knocks out like, what did you do? 30 push-ups? 30 push-ups. He went after it. Pull up on a bar. Like, super strong. Arnold, I'm telling you right now, this guy's killing it. In any case... He's the fit off. friend. He's Arnold's sh- the
1: fit friend. He's a show off. Okay.
2: <laughs> he is he's killer but in any case I got to give I got to give it to you cuz that's awesome and I've got some stuff on that too. Thank but <laughs> but in any case Arnold is the fit friend let's say and you're in an environment of people that they're not going to reward that. If you stay in that environment you'll be like oh, I don't want to I don't want to keep being this thing. You could say I'm going to keep trying to just force this. But eventually you're going to be like, I don't want to keep being discouraged from that. And what's going to feel really good is when you stop doing it and they're like, oh, hey, dude, Arnold's back. Let's go. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But you get the idea. Now, now let's switch that. You're not the fit friend. You want to become fit. You've inserted yourself into four people who are like doing Ironmans and doing 100-mile runs. And it's like inspiring. It's like, what are these people? These are mutants. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) And they're eating healthy and they're going to healthy places. And, hey, when we hang out, we don't have to have a beer. That's crazy. Yeah. Does that, that crazy. Does, that okay. <laughs> does that even exist? Does no. that even exist? Does that even exist? In any case, I'm not going to have the beer because you have the beer. Not that anybody's going to say, well, what are you doing having the beer, Arnold? But when you're with these people, you're not having the beer. Why? Because no one else is having a beer. Well, get this. You're acting differently based on your environment and you're being rewarded for the behaviors that you're trying to adopt. Over time, that becomes your identity. That starts to become this automated behavior patterns that actually make real change in your fitness and in the quality of your life, and in your strength, and in your ability to just be capable and independent and free, in my opinion, because I think that capability and discipline is freedom. You might think that you have freedom if you're away from discipline, but you do not have freedom away from discipline, in my opinion. yeah, I think The further away you are from setting boundaries for yourself, the mm-hmm. further away you are from creating a structure and an architecture for your mind that you're aware of and that you're clear of, and as far as this is who I am, this is what I am, this is what I'm doing, and I'm not sorry for it. It is hard to uphold those things, but if you think that's not freedom, the disciplined person is not the free one, you're wrong. Because it's the person who, who has discipline that can do the hard things that, that maintain the life that brings them fulfillment. And now it's, if I wanna do something, now I can do it. Now I'm not subject to my subconscious mind because I've spent hard enough amount of time. So that's the discipline. So it's clarity, it's discipline. Discipline really is the action of doing. Mm-hmm. It's the action of execution. It's the planning and then the executing the plan. And it's gaming the brain and trying to understand oneself. And not thinking it's stupid. If you're not paying attention to somebody who's trying to bring neuroscience to accessibility at your particular reading level or intelligence, like you're doing yourself a disservice. Right now, we know so much about the subconscious mind and how all the stuff I'm talking about just coming out of like the Huberman lab on the Huberman mm-hmm. podcast. Andrew Huberman, this guy's killer. He's right out of Stanford. He's a neuroscientist right. and he says so many good things things out of his podcast very entertaining he makes it very accessible to pretty much anybody and these things are if you take these tactics and you employ these tactics they make massive differences in your life that you can enjoy the quality of your life it's not just about the barbell back squats. This is what you think. Right. You might think, hey, I got a personal trainer on here who's going to tell me, hey, man, make sure you're getting your kale salads and make yeah. sure you're getting your protein shakes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But that's not what we do at Big Fitness. At right. Big Fitness, we're going to do that stuff, but that's the smallest part of this whole thing. And if you think that the workout is the biggest part of this thing, your fitness, you've got a long way to go. You got a <laughs> yeah. long- And that's okay. That's okay because that's what we're here for. But in any case, if you have a personal trainer who's not talking about this stuff, who's not sitting you down, forcing you to have these conversations that are hard to have, let's ask a question that we haven't asked before. What are the things you're doing right now to yourself that are causing you to not enjoy every moment of your life? There's a lot of them, but you are continuing to work away from them. And so my job is, hey, I know you, you've been trying to get away from all this stuff, but the reason you're sitting in front of me is because you haven't asked these questions. And you're not willing to confront them and then attack them so that you can stop getting so worked up about little stupid things or letting things really limit you. That's what comes down to think big, live better, big fitness is think big is basically just think about this, sit down, get a piece of paper, write it out. That's stupid. I got all my goals in my head. You got a lot of stuff in your head. You got so much going on in your head. There's a book called The Four Agreements by a guy named don miguel ruiz and he's got a bunch of books a great book for anybody who's looking for something for personal freedom simple things like this but i really love the teachings of this ancient civilization that he's a descendant of which is called the toltec tribe from south america Hmm. and this was like an ancient civilization that was made up of artists and philosophers and scientists and astronomers and they all came together and they created a principles of life, and they studied Mm. the religions, and they studied all sorts of stuff. And they came up with, these are the true principles of life that can guide you. Mm. But they really understood the mind, and they spent a lot of time really focusing on the mind. And they called the mind the mitote, the dark room of voices. And what's interesting about neuroscience is that they know that we have different consciousnesses in the brain, and right. the right hemisphere has a different consciousness than the left hemisphere. And every once in a while, you're on the right, and every once in a while, you're on the left, and the back, and the side, and the front, and inside and outside. Boy, does that explain
1: it. a lot. Okay.
2: <laughs> How often are you, do you feel really good about a thing you're doing, and then the next day, you're like, oh, I'm really – hate what i'm doing yeah right. <laughs> and it's like you, you feel like you're constantly in battle with yourself right. and so like <laughs> you're in this dark room of voices the mitote mitotes they say don't get lost in the mitote and clarity comes from coming up with purpose and purpose comes from you defining what the highest possible virtue is this is like why i think we talked a little bit about religions the utility of them are You have to have them you have to have them it's one of the core elements of any civilization you have to have them because Mm -hmm. they allow a divine something divine to give you this highest possible virtue without it you won't find a highest possible virtue and this is how like cults get formed and stuff like that that are not particularly great but that's a whole different conversation and in, in any case the bitote is something that we have to find a way to navigate around because right now things that are motivating you are causing you to feel emotional These emotional things are shining light on certain values Mm -hmm. that aren't your core values, but certain values that are causing you to have actions. Those actions are causing you to have like certain results. And so we have to get you outside of the mitote. So you think big. We have to get into that room of voices and we have to start navigating it. And if you're not willing to do that, because it is a scary thing, because going into a dark room of voices, Mm. look, we all have it. It's a scary thing, but we have to sit down and just be like, look, let's talk like what's going on <laughs> the first month of any personal training program for any personal trainer out there maybe listen to this or somebody who has a personal trainer and you're not doing this you, you should at least ask your current personal trainer or find another one that will do this is that the first month is really like an awareness month let's both become aware of you and let's figure that out for example we don't need to do all this calorie counting and i give you like your macros mm-hmm. let's just have you do a seven day food log so that you're aware of what you're eating and i'm aware of what you're eating You'd be like oh my god I'm having like these drinks that have 69 grams of sugar in them. I'm having three of those a day when technically you can go entirely without any refined table sugar, zero, but I would say don't do any more than 30 grams and you're having 69 grams in a 12 ounce can that lasts about 30 minutes, if that by 10 minutes at dang Coke. Is already warm. So I, I, I think there's a so. lot of
1: accuracy to that, that you, <laughs> oh, yeah. you figure out what you're doing every day. Yeah.
0: Don't you, change it. Just write it down. What are you doing? And, just write and, it down. What am I look doing? At- and that's what I have is I'm logging everything I eat. Yeah. I'm logging how much water I drink. Yeah. I have I think reminders yeah. of when that's I'm supposed That's what
1: a great foundation place to start. I think that's it.
2: It's awareness, man. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. really. It's awareness. There are three things that will change your life. You do this right now, and if you did this, anyone who's listening to this, and I'll tell you right now, I don't know if my email will be anywhere available, but you can email me this, and you
0: let me know. We'll put it on the podcast. There
2: are three things you can do to profoundly change your life right now. No YouTube video. <laughs> and this is not. Also, this is not going to surprise you. No YouTube video. No crazy motivational X, Y, and Z. Mm. No superfood. Not go buy this weird African plant that will change your life in two days. <laughs> like, <I> love it. <laughs> it's gonna be. This is gonna be three very practical things that you can start doing right now. And if you do them consistently, they will profoundly change your life. And if, if in thirty days you did all of these things exactly down to a T and it didn't change your understanding of what it is to become fit or what fitness is, I will quit my job. I will liquidate my gym. I am telling you right now, go to my website, let me know, prove to me that you did it and it did nothing for you and I will quit my job.
0: Bigfitnessstl.com.
2: Bigfitnessstl.com. Go and let me know. Ready? Number one, eat 80% fresh food. So what is that? The minimum amount of fresh food that you need to be eating, get enough fresh food, eat 80%. Simple as this. You need to at least be getting two and a half cups of fresh vegetable per day. Not from a weird bag like something. Go to the farmer's market. Really cheap down there. Two and a half cups of fresh vegetable. Jordan, what vegetable? Doesn't matter. Fresh vegetables. And then a cup to a cup and a half of fresh fruit. Doesn't that have sugar in it? Eat it. Eat the fresh fruit. You need to do that. Every single day, roughly about 12% and it's probably less than this, but roughly about according to ACSM, the American College of Sports Medicine, roughly about 12% of US adults hit that. So nine of 10 people don't hit the minimum requirement for enough fresh Mm. fruit and vegetables. Okay. So just make sure you're hitting two and a half cups of fresh vegetable, one and a half cups of fresh fruit. The Second thing is make sure you're staying hydrated. So what does that look like? Take your body weight in pounds right now. Cut it in half. Let's say you're 100 pounds make it easy. Cut that in half, that's 50, 50 ounces. Add 32 to that for water replacement throughout the day. That's your window, that's right. 82. That would be your window, let's say. So everyone knows their body weight and if you don't know it, become aware of it. Okay. <laughs> and if you get a scale, become aware of that weight and then cut that in half. That's your water goal. We already. Told you about that. Seventy-six percent U.S. population chronically dehydrated. Not hitting that on a daily basis. That's that will be the number one best thing you can do for your diet and health today, right now. Hit that consistently. Hit that window consistently. One more time. Hit that hydration Consist- window consistently. True. Number three. <laughs> number three. Exercise on a daily basis. The minimum requirement for exercise is thirty minutes per day. What does that mean? Get your heart rate at 55% of your heart rate max per day for 30 minutes. What does that mean? Let's make this practical. You can get up to 55% of your heart rate max by doing a dedicated brisk walk. So I'm not just walking. I'm briskly walking. I'm walking with purpose. Hmm. And we can all do that. So we go all go out and we do a brisk walk. can be flat, around the block, 30 minutes. Do that every day, every single day. Hit that. So let me give you that. 78% of the U.S. population, three out of four people, almost... 8 out of 10, are not getting enough exercise per day. So they're not hitting that. They're not getting 30 minutes of brisk walk per day. So you just heard those three things, fresh fruit, hydration, activity. I'm going to say get enough activity, eat enough fresh fruit and vegetables, and make sure that you're staying hydrated. Do that consistently every day for 30 days, and it will profoundly change your health. If you're hydrated, if you're chronically dehydrated, you're decreasing your total energy or metabolism output. By up to 30%, which means one-third of the calories that you could be expending throughout the day around. that are, are sticking around because you're dehydrated, because your muscles are totally inactive. They're inefficient. Your lean tissue is made up of about 92 to 93% of water. All Folks, we hate to cut this oh short, my. but
0: my gosh, we got to have Jordan back and finish this out and get into some more things. BigFitnessSTL.com. <laughs> Jordan, thanks for coming in. <laughs> that was so much fun. We appreciate it. That's all for this hour, folks. Don't forget, when the Martians invade, there's only one race, the human race, and every one of us have different characteristics and is uniquely valuable. St. Louis in Tune is a production of Motif Media Group and the U.S. Radio Network. For St. Louis in Tune, co-host Mark Langston. and Arnold Stricker. Remember to walk worthy and let your light shine.